to high school and I thought I wanted to become an accountant, uh, which ended up not working out for me or else I wouldn't be sitting here. The solo business part is like, I have total creative freedom of what I want to do. It was my first time speaking at a conference, so I wanted it to be really good. I was also like kind of scared to mess up. Don't go into the conference too tired. And also, if you have the opportunity, like, don't feel the need to also attend every talk if you're speaking. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Developers, where we just talk with uh, some interesting developers from the developer community. Today we have with us uh, Eddie Vink. He is senior software engineer at uh, Front Value, where he does front end, and he is a solo business owner of Brabant Web, uh, which is uh, based in the Netherlands. Welcome, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Glad to be here. Yes, well, lovely to have you. So um, to start off, tell us a little bit about uh, your journey in tech. When did it start um, and mm -hmm. how did you end up in front end? Right. So my journey in tech, uh, like if we go way back, I guess it started like as a, as a kid where I was just, you know, uh, doing some, like I played, uh, I, I guess you would, could say too many video games, and uh, <laughs> I also had some some fun with like the like uh, you know with um, classic games like Unreal Tournament, right, where you could create your own mm -hmm. uh, your own uh, multiplayer levels and stuff like that. So I was kind of messing around with that. And I also had like uh, there there was this small like uh, I guess it was like a uh, early social media kind of platform that allowed you to also have your own like sort of like uh, website on there where you could edit like a little bit of HTML. So it's like, yeah, technically I got started around like uh, 11 years old, but like not really. So <laughs> like uh, after that, like that was just like, uh, you know, some stuff that I was messing around with as a kid. And then, you know, years went by and I went to high school and I thought I wanted to become an accountant, uh, which ended up not working out for me or else I wouldn't be sitting here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so like I tried a few other degrees, uh, all, like just wasn't really my thing, didn't work out. And so I, started, I needed to do like some soul searching, you know, so like, what, what do I want to do? And, uh, so I was also uh, still playing a lot of video games at that time. Uh, And I had some some friends uh, that I played game with uh, games with from the U.S. Uh, and some of them were software developers. So I asked them like, "Hey, I think I want to try this programming thing. Um, how do I how do I do that? Uh, you know, without like starting an entire like new uh, degree and maybe not finishing one again, uh, which I didn't didn't want to end up doing uh, again." So. And they just sent me like this, this Python resource, Python resource, and uh, like I, I, I think it was called Learn Python the Hard Way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, interesting title. Yeah, it's like uh, you know you like uh, basically like start from like the the very fundamentals, right? Uh, like yeah. very basic beginning and. Uh, You know, doing doing the, doing things the hard way. I guess did that for like 
I guess, I guess like two weeks. Um, and then I was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty fun. I like this. It's like uh, more creative than I thought it would be. And so then I applied for my degree and like, uh, at like one year of, uh, classes. And then I had like an internship of give or take six months. That's like, uh, how it works in the Netherlands. Like, after the six month internship, they, uh, the company that I had the internship with, they wanted to do, uh, they wanted to give me a job. Do I take them up on this offer or do I actually finish my degree this time? <laughs> uh, so it's kind of like, uh, not sure what to do. So I talked to like one of my teachers and, uh, basically, uh, like made this, uh, I guess uh, we, we, we decided to do like uh, a different kind of program ju just for me uh, where I would basically do my whole like college degree uh, on a self-study basis. Uh, so I would just like do my studying on one day per week uh, mm -hmm. and also tell them like, hey, I'm ready to take this, uh, this uh, exam, for example. And uh, then they would give it to me whenever I felt I was ready. And uh, yeah, and it ended up working out quite well in the end. I was uh, done at about the same time as uh, the other people in my class. I uh, started learning uh, React.js uh, on the side while I was working there. And in the end, I, uh, I did like this course. Uh, I believe it was from West Boss. It was like uh, you build oh, yeah. like, this e-commerce web shop uh, with React.js, Next.js, and GraphQL. And in the end, I found this job at like a e-commerce startup uh, that did uh, React, uh, Node.js, and GraphQL. So it's like, and okay. it's uh, nice. like a like total coincidence, but uh, that worked out. So anyway, I got the job there, so I stayed there for two years, and uh, um, so then I ended up at like uh, more of like a it was again an agency, but this time it wasn't like a wasn't like a marketing agency it was more of a uh, they called it a full service agency uh, which was uh, fun because uh, my work had more impact uh, i liked it there um, and i stayed there for about two years uh, that brings me to my current job so i guess the fourth one um, which is uh, uh, front value which is a uh, consultancy mostly focused on Frontend, as the name kind of implies, of course, mm -hmm. uh, based in the Netherlands, and uh, right now, like uh, working at a pretty big uh, client that uh, like is in the financial world in the Netherlands. So, right. so Eddie, you decided uh, to make this course with uh, West Boss about React. What motivated you to move into frontend? I wasn't really sure when I like started my degree if I wanted to go like with well, like which direction exactly I wanted to go like. Everywhere, like I heard people say, like, yeah, you know, backend is like the real deal. Uh, it's, it also pays better. And it's uh, like, all right, I guess I'll go learn more about backends. Um, my, like, we did, we had some C sharp classes and some like um, PHP classes uh, that we did, we had in the first year. Uh, but eventually I found out that, like, like it's it's inherent of like the backend, right? If you want to like show your work, it's like oh, here's a JSON response or whatever. Yeah, you know? it's like, <laughs> yeah. I actually like the aspect of like 
building something out, having a like something that you can show people. So like uh, front end, you know, visual stuff. But if you want to explain uh, back end, you have to explain it, right? You can't show it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's uh, that's that's a good point. So uh, let's come to your uh, solo business. Uh, you run your own mm-hmm. uh, business. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? What does it do? Right. So my business is uh, basically what whatever I want it to be, of course, because it's my business. So I started um, working uh, for my job 32 hours a week, and then one day per week I could work on like my own business. Mm-hmm. So. I also had this like uh, this feeling in the back of my mind of like, you know, what if I could just, you know, try to like build something off my own and like see how that goes without having like too much of the, you know, risk of going in all at once. So for some people that works out, I don't think it would for me. Like I need, I've, uh, I don't have like a lot of, how do you say, like uh business people in my life right that i could just oh, yeah. you know like how would you go about this i'm like really like taking this time as, uh that i have uh, for my business to also learn more about how do you actually run a business uh yeah but also it's just like this this time of like you know yeah i you have my my like other job uh, and i have to like do what they say you know uh, of course i can like influence that but um like for my it's always like with their goals in mind but for my own business i want to have like something like oh, i can just you know try this thing and see if i like it i also wanted to uh give uh some client work a try so uh, i actually uh did write a uh, <clears throat> an article for uh prismic which is a hello cms uh, which I wrote about uh, using their CMS with Remix, which is also something that I was really interested in at the time. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I'm going to go do that. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying a bunch of things and like seeing, uh, I guess, you know, what, what feels right for, for me. Another time was, there was like this opportunity that I got to write an article for Prismic, a technical one, uh, which is basically like a, guide of how to use their headless cms with remix so there's one th- one thing i already noticed like it's it's pretty difficult to, like um do the communication aspect right right so i i don't like have a like problem communicating with people like via, via calls or email but it's like uh you know i'm not gonna go spend a bunch of time on that while i'm uh, at my like uh you know job so uh, because uh, i'm working for them at the time yeah it's like uh, the difficult like like there's only like a small time frame every week where you like both have time to uh, hop on a call or like so most of it goes via email which is fine it's like it's just more difficult than i expected it to be with like the uh the fact that i'm a part-time business owner i guess i could could be better about it than like be like uh you know more like um i have some time let me just go promote my business a bit more i guess i should be doing that but like i'm the the typical developer that just wants to build stuff you are promoting it now so (laughs) uh technically yeah i'm i'm just very grateful to even have the opportunity to do like do this like solo business stuff even part-time and like then half my job being just 32 hours per week because um 
not every business uh, that you like apply for as a an employee uh, wants you to work part time for them. So it's like, yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm just yeah, happy totally, that I have the opportunity. Totally get that. And I think it's uh, in our industry, it, it's coming more and more that uh, companies become a little bit more flexible with the time of their employees. So you you mentioned some challenges you're facing with juggling uh, your work and your own business but can you talk about some re rewards that this has in a sense it's also uh very rewarding to just have you know the, the chance to do it like not being like at risk of like losing my mortgage for example uh, like i like that part of it but it's also like being the, like the 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 solo business part is like i have total creative freedom of what i want to do I didn't want to like totally give up on like the, the, the learning opportunities from like the job right away. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I can just maybe do both and yeah, now I'm doing both. So it's fun. Right. So Eddie, I want to switch a little bit the topic. Um, so last week we met at a conference at code Europe, which is a two city conference. So it was an entire week. And mm -hmm. as far as I know, uh, you gave your first real conference talk there. So first, yes. congratulations to you on that. Uh, I, I was there. I watched the talk in, in Warsaw. And it, mm -hmm. was, it was really great. It seemed that you, you were like an experienced speaker and uh, like kudos to that. And um, yeah, can you share with us some of the experience what, what goes into creating a talk from... Uh, the idea until delivery. There's a lot of stuff to go through and I know you practiced a lot, you prepared a lot. Can you walk us yeah. a little bit through? I have this general idea for a talk, like uh, basically mm -hmm. like an outline, right? So, uh, you know, these are the core ideas ideas mm -hmm. that I want to communicate in my talk. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take a look at like what, what are like the, the main uh, concepts that I need to introduce so like explain what is Astro, but also like, not just like what is it, but also like what makes it different, you know, why might you want to use it? Mm -hmm. um, uh, what can you do with it? What it what is it good at? What don't you want to do with Astro? Mm -hmm. So I talked a bit about that. Um, to like really communicate the differences. And uh, so that's that's like the, the, the rough idea. And uh then uh I had to go prepare the uh slides at some point. Uh, which I procrastinated a little bit by actually uh, building out a an astro template that I was or theme that I was going to use in my talk, uh, which you saw. Uh, it's like this uh, an astro uh, engineering block uh, template that I made uh, because I wanted to give like a spin on my talk about like, all right, this is astro, but let's like let's also see it in practice. Let's like just deploy, like build and deploy a site from like scratch, but not really from scratch from like this theme that I made, right? So nice. let's see, show people like how, how you can quickly spin something up with like the existing Astro ecosystem, because that's also very strong already. So, uh, so I eventually started creating slides and that was also like a, like quite the, the, like the the challenge there because of course I don't do that a lot so it's like yeah uh, I did I did like last year I did a um, a presentation training from like uh, mm -hmm. a um, 
TEDx speaker that's also like on the board that like reviews the TEDx talks for uh, Eindhoven, which is a city in the Netherlands where they do TEDx talks. Um, From the training, the person taught us like, yeah, like if you can, like don't even use PowerPoint. Like uh, for a coding like talk, yeah, you can do that. But it's like, yeah, if I want to show some examples of like not gonna like uh, you know ha- like ha- hand sign them out or whatever you know so it's like yeah I'll just have some very minimal slides like not too much text on them but the mo- the main challenge of that was like uh, you know how do I like I have this 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 story in my head of like th- these are the steps but how do I make that like uh, in a like chronological order that makes sense for the audience right it's like you gotta like my my when i'm like uh thinking about an idea for a talk it's like like almost like a a mind map right it's like all over the place i'm gonna like make that like something that actually makes yeah you need to write the story right yeah exactly it needs to like make sense and have good like build up and like introduce uh new concepts at like the right time and not too early so it was my first time speaking at a conference, so I wanted it to be really good. I was also like kind of scared to mess up, so uh, I practiced it a ton. I practiced it a few, like quite a few times at home. Then I gave the talk at a meetup, uh, and then I practiced it a bit more and incorporated some of the feedback that I got at a meetup. And then uh, the week after, uh, we uh, flew to Poland uh, for the conference. So I, like my talk was on Tuesday and we I flew in on Sunday, so Sunday and Monday was also uh, like Sunday I practiced my talk a couple times and then on Monday I practiced it a final time, and then of course I practice I did practice the talk on the day that I was giving the conference and then <laughs> I actually gave the talk so I guess I did I don't know like let's say like. 10 to 15 practice runs, something around, around that. Um, so like 10 to 15 times, 30-minute uh, talks, like quite a lot of time to invest in like practice uh, for something that, that you just, you know. But uh, it all it all ended up working really well. Uh, and uh, even, even though I have practiced it a lot, it still like allowed me to be a bit more flexible with the content, like... Uh, like I remember uh, getting some feedback from the first time, uh, like uh, when I gave my talk, like maybe ask a few questions to the audience. So like when I, when I did the talk again in Warsaw, uh, I actually did do that. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's have some more uh, dynamic stuff in the talk. Like ask the audience some questions, like. Uh, I think I asked him like, "Hey, who's also using the the file explorer on the right?" And like, be like, ask a few like silly questions. It's like, yeah, we can have fun with it. It's not not like too serious. Like, it's 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 serious. Like, you want to do a good job, but you don't want to be like, how can I say this? Like, a, like a business presentation, right? Like, no, a, no, no. You you want to have fun, right? <laughs> right the, the whole right, yeah. idea is yeah to convey knowledge, but also have have fun doing it. If you don't have yeah. fun, then it, it's not yeah, yeah. It needs to be uh engaging right so okay. um one question about about if you would be uh creating another talk like for some other conference 
Are there some learnings uh, you or something you learned doing this that you would do different in the next talk? You know, I started out with like this, um, this like a Google Doc, you know, it's a document with all the stuff that I want to talk about. So, but then I, I moved to like this, uh, I believe it's called Excaladraw, which is like mm -hmm. this uh, sort of like a mind mapping tool, you know, yeah. you can like move stuff around a bit more. Uh, so I was using that to like get a better idea of like the flow of the topics that I wanted to like talk about. So I guess I would use that sooner than like maybe the Google doc for the next one. And also I would get started on these slides earlier and like do like a, just like not really like a, like formal practice. Like I'm going to like do the talk as I would for in front of an audience, but like just get like, practicing and then because when i was practicing like there were a few like times where i was like yeah i think i'm my story makes sense beforehand but then i like try to present it in, in front of like myself i guess and i was just like yeah this doesn't really flow right like yeah the, 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 yeah like when you're just listening to yourself you know and you go from one thing to the next it's like yeah there's or this this small thing in between that you thought was going to be like you need it to mention, but actually it's making the talk uh, more difficult to listen to, yeah. right? So yeah, and for the next time, I would also definitely, uh, definitely recommend, uh, and also anyone that's gonna, planning on doing a conference talk, like I would definitely recommend if you have the opportunity, like do your talk at a meetup like I did, because there mm -hmm. were th some things like really s silly thing, but like when I was practicing my talk, uh, there's a live coding demo in it, right? So I, in the middle of my talk, I needed to switch from like a like extended uh, monitor display to like a mirrored one so I can actually mm -hmm. show people what I was doing on my screen. Um, I hadn't really thought about that when I was practicing the talk at home. So it's like, <laughs> oh, at the meetup, oh yeah, I, you can't actually see what I'm doing. So it's like, all right, uh, that's a good mistake to make at a meetup, but not something you want to do at like a conference, right? So... Yeah, of course. Yeah, if you if you do it in front of an audience, you'll also uh, like at a meetup, you will also get some valuable feedback. Like, hey, maybe you could explain this part a little bit. And also, uh, like the the conference that I was uh, at last week, uh, so Code Europe, uh, it lasted an entire week. Like, uh, just either like. Uh, try to like rest a bit more in the week. Like I was also doing like some consulting stuff in the middle of the week, uh, consultancy yeah. work. Um, like yesterday, uh, so we're recording this on Sunday, right? So uh, I got back on Saturday uh, morning. So the entirety of Saturday was just like so tired and even, uh, oh no, this is actually Monday. So I am actually still pretty tired <laughs> because I'm not keeping track of the days, but uh, well, but so like, Saturday when I got back, I was so tired. But then again, Sunday is like, uh, probably should not do any work today because I'm still pretty mm -hmm. tired. Don't go into the conference too tired. And also, if you have the opportunity, like, don't feel the need to also attend every talk if you're speaking because you also just need to like some time to wind down and like maybe do some like stuff for yourself or just relax in your hotel room. Like just. Be nice to yourself and like don't do too many things that like uh, will cost you a lot of energy because you, of course, you want to be at your best when you're giving the uh, talk, which 
I was, but still, like, uh, it was challenging to to be yeah. sure, to, like for sure, like doing all that work while also giving the presentations and preparing for them. Uh, yeah, and, like it's all always the, all the side activities that the conference organizers uh, organized for us. Like that was a lot. So it, I had a lot of fun, but like, yeah, I'm really tired <laughs> afterwards. So yeah, I. I learned that uh, it's not a good idea to attend everything. So what was your favorite thing about the conference? My favorite thing about the conference, besides, of course, giving my first uh, couple of conference presentations. Uh, was... It can also be that, if well, that was your favorite part. Well, of course, that was like the, the, the main thing for me, right? Yeah, uh, like that's uh, what I was like working towards. It's like, yeah, I did this thing that I was like thinking about for like over a year, and I finally did this. That felt that felt amazing. Very, very exciting, right? To be on the stage yeah. there with so many yeah, people I, watching. I liked uh, I like the experience of doing it. Like it's not like the like I mentioned, I did give meetup talks before. It's so, like not my first speaking uh, experience, but still, it's like this long term goal that I had. And I finally did, so that was like super exciting. But it's also just, just very fun to like ha hang around with like the other speakers as well, and of course uh, people that attending the conference. Like just, you know, having fun with people. That's also uh, you know one of the best parts about it. I guess you could call it networking, uh, but it's also just for me. It's mostly just, yeah, I'm having a good time with these other people, yeah. and uh, you know. Building, maybe building in relationships, but it's like not something that's like top of mind for me when I'm like, I'm, I'm just having fun and having a good time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's I, fun. I think that that's what it's all about, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Totally. So uh, we are at the end of the questions that I had. Uh, thanks a lot, Eddie, for all your insights. And Thanks, everyone, that watched or listened to this. And see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.